0: From the Three Story Method Podcast Network.
1: This is the Serial Fiction Show.
0: I'm Christine Daigle.
1: And I'm J.P. Reinflusch.
0: Welcome to the Writer's Serial Fiction Show.
1: This is a companion podcast to the Reader's Serial Fiction Show. If you haven't listened to today's story, we'd encourage you to pause and go listen to Christina Vorko's episode on our companion podcast first. If you like what you hear, check it out on Kindle Vela. The links to the podcast and the Vela episode are in the show notes. So, Christine. So, JP. How's it going? It's going
0: well. You know, it's been a good week. Looking at finally getting the serials into book form. We're going to wait, I think, until we're done with um, the fourth season of Molecule Thief and then start rolling those out in KU, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um... So that's good. Finally got my newsletter out this week, which I don't know why. Like I always it just gets low on the priority list because I have so yep. many other things I need to do. It's like it's not hard, but there have been like months that I haven't done it. So yeah, yeah, that's Same. been a good week. So that's a win. How about Yay. you? Hey, what's going on?
1: Oh my gosh. I don't know what's happening. Um I got your book I, in the
0: mail. We can start there. Oh yay! And yay. then you yay. killed a
1: fly with it, and then I, you told me that you killed a fly with it. Which I told I you appreciate. I did
0: not kill a fly with it, but I I did kill
1: a. fly You one hundred percent killed a fly <laughs> I, with it. I, I did. Like I know you did. <laughs> I did kill um, a fly with it? <laughs> it's been it's been good. Progress has been made, but I realized like because this week was kind of meh. I have like ten projects in various levels that just like keep pulling at my attention, and I just need to. <laughs> chop them away and unfortunately none of them are things i'm going to say no to like i can i can fool myself and be like yeah i'm totally going to say no to them actually i just counted i now have 11 um (laughs) it just keeps going up in my head uh but i know that i there are some like low-hanging things that i can just like get rid of it's just spending time to do it Mm -hmm. um but uh like i think that's what made my week kind of meh was it's just Uh, there was an added project, which is super exciting uh, for the person that may or may not be listening to this. I'm very excited for it. Um, But regardless, it's just, it was another thing that I was like, oh no, (laughs) I have a lot on my plate and I need to push things off. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I think this weekend is going to be uh i don't know i'm not gonna say that i'm gonna get a ton done but i'm gonna try and get at least one thing off my plate
0: yes and you did say no to me on something this week so i'm proud of you i'm like would you I like did. a client and you're like no and i'm like, like
1: good no. for you <laughs> <laughs> i like i looked at the message you sent me all day and i was like do i actually want this I was like i don't
0: I don't have time for it <laughs>
1: uh, like i would love clients but it's just i need to clear the plate and the plate is yeah people cool. Yeah, I was like, unfortunately,
0: I'm full for a couple months. So, you know, I was like, oh, here's a client. And you're like, no. And I was so proud of you for (laughs) saying no because sometimes you just have to say no to too much work. So, good job. I'm very,
1: I'm very, uh, yes focused. So, I know I need to know where my limits are. And, uh, that was one of them. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So, know your limits, people. Yeah. Uh, are you ready to first listen to some wonderful commercials and then go talk to our author?
0: I sure am. Let's do it. (laughs) Woo! Hey, Christine. Hey, JP.
1: Did you know that Pro Writing Aid is hosting a free virtual summit on the Science Fiction Writers Week? I
0: sure did because I signed up. It's August 29th till September 2nd, and they have some great authors, and I am so excited to join.
1: Yeah, uh, so this is their biggest event, uh, and they'll be hosting over 30 sessions on topics like editing, outline, drafting, and Uh, interviews like you said uh, with best-selling authors like Andy Weir. So the registration link is ProWritingAid.com Sci-Fi Week slash sign up and all of the spaces are hyphens. Uh, We'll put a link in the show notes so that you can check that out.
0: Yeah. And the best part is that it is completely free for ProWritingAid users. So if you want to write that best-selling science fiction novel, you don't want to miss it.
1: 100%. uh, Definitely interested. So when you attend both and or one of us will be there in spirit as well. Yes,
0: and as always, if you don't use Pro Writing Aid, use our discount. Yeah.
1: 20. Serial twenty. S E R I A L twenty. Serial like the killer, not,
0: not the, the breakfast. breakfast. So JP, let's talk about Later Press. So Later Press is a platform built to help authors uh, declare their independence. It lets authors create digital books and sell them directly to their readers through their own branded website. And there are new things uh, coming to the platform every day in terms of discoverability and new features. It's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. So I actually, I put Nerds on LaterPress and it was a really easy and really fast uh, process, which was pretty cool. And one of the cool things was you can put a collection and then you can put your, uh, like we put nerds in the collection, uh, so that ideally, if we do any spin offs or if we do any like season two or like specifying those pieces, you can put those books in the collection, which yeah. is really nice. And it's a really nice way of like hierarchical, hierarchical uh, pieces to it, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it basically gives you your own website. Ours is nrds.laterpress.com. And you just direct your readers straight there and they see nerds. It it doesn't get blocked by anything else. There are no ads in the way. There are n- like nothing. It's just straight up nerds content for your readers to get straight to reading, uh, which is uh, different than some other platforms, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah. And I did the same thing, um, although I uploaded uh, all of my books to a collection just so I had one place you know, to, to direct mm-hmm. readers. And so I have Molecule Thief. Dark is away, and the steampunk emerald key is up there. So it's one link. People can see all your books and you can order them whatever way you want, uh, you know, or your yeah. cereals. You can put cereals up as well. And uh, yeah, and you can do it on a subscription model or pay per book. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, which was a, a really
1: cool. Yeah. Yeah. The pricing thing was pretty cool, figuring out uh, either doing per book or some type of a subscription model uh, just to kind of give your readers different abilities to uh, support you because some people really like the, you know, it's basically like a Patreon, but yep. you just get content to read.
0: Yep. And the cut is just 5%. Yeah. Okay.
1: So test it out. Try it out.
0: Yep. Laterpress.com.
1: See you later. Press. Okay. So in, this uh serial never forget we have an excellent hook a college study where vr is used to explore trauma i'm curious how do you go about approaching hooks to bring in a reader uh to keep on reading
2: um yeah that was a really important aspect for this story because i noticed that was so important when i first started with library calling um that it was so important to have something where you know you get invested and you're wanting to read more. Um, and, and really it, it also helps that I'm trying to focus on, um, smaller bite-sized episodes, um, in this, um, serial. So in the first one I was I had a lot of it written out. Um, and, and I was kind of releasing it as I like wanted to, um, and over time, I realized, wait a minute, I should have kind of kept it small. This time around, but never forget, I knew I wanted to kind of keep, you know, a, a small, um, like 1,000 ish uh, word count um, per episode um, to keep it con- consistent for the reader. But also, it really helps to focus on what. Uh, is happening for the character or characters that are happening in the situation and really has helps really uh, focus in on what I'm trying to say in the story.
0: Yeah. And I, I think, you know, even just right at the beginning, I got a pretty good idea of what you're trying to say. Uh, we talk about, you know, theme or armature, as we sometimes call it in our, our work. And it seems to be here that, you know, we can find a way to heal from past trauma if we will let others help and guide us. So I'm curious how you have a focus or a theme to help guide your work and keep it small. Like you said.
2: Um, Yeah, I think the, the idea of, of focusing on something that um, the character is having to deal with and trying to see if the people around her are helping her or not. And it's kind of like this, where, where is it? How much, Help is there. And I think also helps on the the second level is, is that stuff that we also have to deal with in general. So um, I feel very passionate about talking about mental health, um, especially after um, seeing a lot of um, my favorite actors in the TV show, Supergirl, really um, campaign around um, their campaign called I Don't Mind. Um, and really focusing on mental health and, and speaking about it because uh, it's a way to uh, break, break the stigma around it. And I feel that through this story, I'm able to approach that in a story aspect and also talk about these um, additional types of trauma. That it's not just about loss, but also um, cultural trauma and um, generational um, aspects um, that are really interesting to me. Um, and I feel like it also makes my story stand out in a way that other stories don't um, that I feel like other instances it's really great because they have this you know interesting story it's fun or it's it's f- a fantasy in some way but like I feel like I'm bringing in, something that um, allows the, the reader to to ponder a little bit more um, almost immerse themselves into um, this kind of world um, that's somewhat similar to their to their world but um, what if you know um, they could immerse themselves into uh, a program like that um, and um, what would they do, how, and even I've heard comments from my readers saying, you know, they, they love being able to feel like they're going back to college again, but in the good parts, (laughs) not the, Mm -hmm. not the really stressful parts, but like the parts where they're like really interested in what's going on or, uh, or they can relate to something where they're like, oh my gosh, you know, Uh, There's a moment where I felt like I I was, I had missed some part of the lecture and, you know, um, like I didn't get that one part and it felt like I related to her, like in that instance. And and so it was, um, so it was really, um, it's really interesting to see that kind of feedback. Um, It's more individually, I've gotten those, but, um, but overall, it's usually just kind of like, you know, support, sharing, you know thumbs up stuff like that so um but it's really helpful to kind of just see um that that people are grabbing onto it interested into it and even you know kind of villa has been willing to feature it um twice so i'm seeing that 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 shows a lot and and um because you know i started this out as like a pilot project it's kind of really nice to see that you know I, I did have a, a good mindset in, in how I was, um, approaching it, that it was something that people would, would be interested in. Um, and, and I learned a lot from my previous one to, to make it, uh, more, uh, uh approachable. Um, and also because I got that feedback from my TV writer friend, it really gave me that Positivity that like, oh yeah, I, this, this is something worth, um, doing. And, and so she's been really excited to hear all the, all the updates of, of how well it's doing. So.
1: So I'd like to talk a little bit more about character development, specifically with uh, our protagonist, Valencia. And we can really see that she has this motivation, this want is basically to pay for college. But then there's this deeper need, that need to heal from this past trauma. I'm curious, how do you go about developing these characters and, and maybe with that focus on that want and need?
2: Um, I think it goes alongside with just how much the story is... is- Is focused on it. It's like, um, like it can't, it can't exist without it. It there, that, that aspect of the trauma, the aspect of, um, that she has to constantly be reminded of it. Um, she's also dealing with, you know, the, the normal stuff with college and things like that. Um, so there's like a mixture of all that going on. And so it's just, I feel like it goes with everything that she's trying to deal with, but there's also this kind of what I was trying to do. I don't know if it's going across, but she's also not quite realizing how much she doesn't really remember or doesn't really fully Mm -hmm. understand about what's going on and and stuff like that. And so she's really getting more of an understanding of what uh, potentially she has lost, it's more than just her, her parents. And, um, uh, so that's, that was something that I was was trying to put across because it's really hard in my point of view because I haven't lost my parents. Um, but, um, my parents have lost their parents. So I had a, that kind of connection from that point of view. Um, and, I had recently um, lost my grandparents. So it it came from that perspective of that kind of reminding myself of how that felt and and dealing with that kind of um, grief Um, and in some cases lack of because um, in our culture, sometimes we are uh, led to sometimes, um, oh, we have to stay strong, we have to look strong. Um, help others in our family stay strong, um, and um, it's harder for us to 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 grieve in in the proper way in some cases. Um, and just so that that really that really resonated for me, and I felt like it gave an opportunity to bring that across. That um, it's kind of started to to merge in other stories as well with Encanto. Um, and um, and it's really it's really wonderful um, to kind of feel like that's that's starting to emerge, and more people are being more aware of that. Um, that um, going beyond um, just you know losing someone, like in in a story, like um, even also in in um, Coco too. So they have that. Um, yes, it's the loss, but there's some celebration celebratory aspect in that. So I also will hope to, to do a little bit more of that too, but but really the the exploration of just having to deal with that, that trauma and losing um, and how that also impacts all these other things that are happening within the study um, are all kind of interconnected with each other.
0: So I want to ask you a little bit more about scene construction. Earlier you said you're trying to keep them around a thousand words. Uh, and when we looked at your first scene, we kind of break it down the way we do in terms of like uh, conflict and choice. And in this case, cliffhanger. Uh, so Valencia, you know, has this conflict about do she really want to join this study. Like it'll pay for college, but she's going to let her crush and some unknown study leaders who are complete strangers have access to her trauma. Uh, she's like, yeah, OK, it's worth it. I need to get my college paid for. And then we had this cliffhanger in the first episode. We're, we're like, well, what trauma are we going to see in her past? How do you go about crafting uh, scenes that are, are are short for serials? What does that look like for you?
2: Um, it helps that I already had a lot of it kind of outlined, so I kind of um, do a lot of the Save the Cat uh, beats um, for for the chapters, and then go into really what what do what can I focus on Valencia's story specifically? Because that was the other hard part was there were so many different like avenues I could have done to really show like what's happening with each character. Um, But then I realized, wait a minute, it's from her point of view. She wouldn't be able to know all that information Um, or if she does, she would have to hear it from in some way. And so, um, that did change how I would uh, respond in certain situations. Um, what she would respond to and how she would find information out. Um, so that, that changed things too. Cause that was something new for me. Cause in, in not new, new, but like, I don't, I didn't have a long form first person in, in a long while. So it was in my previous one, it was really Um, third person and I was switching point of views and so this time I was just really focusing on one character what they were thinking while having other characters bring forward um their stories um in their own way so it was kind of it's been kind of tricky because I've been like seeing where there's certain characters where I'm like oh you know it would be really cool for people to know what's happening with them but Um, I have to like (laughs) hold back because I'm like, okay, that's not necessary here. Um, Or she's sometimes thinking about something where she's like, well, I don't know about this. She's like, like, sometimes I I worry that I might be overthinking what she's thinking. (laughs) Because I don't, I don't want people to quickly assume something about certain characters. So I, I want, I want her to also lead readers to kind of wonder as well when it comes to certain characters.
1: So I'm curious in your opinion, what are key components to a good sci-fi mystery?
2: Um, I think it's interesting because I feel like there's not as much when it comes to sci-fi mysteries. Um, so it's hard for me to say like, these are like the, um, ultimate you know um, elements um but I do see what what I feel like is like notable in mystery and what is notable in sci-fi and um, I think just having um, some kind of thing that you're weaving in where where the character trying to find out what's going on in the situation and that was also somehow how I also try to approach it because I didn't want it to be like, you know, she was like a detective or something like that because she's in college. So she wouldn't be able to do that. Um, And um, so I, I'm trying to grasp the mystery aspect for the, the characters um, strengths and where they're at. Um, And then when it comes to sci-fi, it's just the stuff when it comes to, to technology with the, with psychology aspect and how she's like learning the, the tech, learning the, the learning about, um, sci-fi, uh, um, sorry, learning about psychology. Um, and so it, it delves into that aspect. So it's not, it's not like, um, anything like, um, as I brought up before, you know, a lot of, um, like, people will think sci-fi when they think of, you know, space opera type thing where they're in space or they're going somewhere in in a, you know, spacecraft but um, there are a lot of elements that can be sci-fi without being it so um, notably sci-fi. So I think there's that mixture into it and I think it can be used in a way where uh, it can be relatable because we have that kind of shared experience of, oh, we may have gone to college or potentially the reader is in college and they have that connection. Um, and then also just in psychology, there are a lot of instances that are very similar, not exact, where they do a lot of studies and even in the past where they um, explored um in studies where they probably shouldn't have done um, certain types of studies. Um, and um, there's questionable ethics on, on some aspects. Um, and we've learned from that, but it's always this kind of question with sci-fi of like, have we learned everything? Are we, you know, ethically doing what we should be um, when it comes to technology? Um, with, uh, what we're doing as, as people. Um, so, so I kind of have that, that kind of blend there. Yeah. So you also write a
0: nonfiction serial called Writing Matters and So Do You. How has that been different
2: from writing fiction and how
0: has it been the same?
2: Um, what, what is, Wonderful about that one is that I feel like it gives me this outlet of just being able to address what I feel passionate about without having to worry about like uh, the characters, uh, dealing with a lot of the this this setup, making sure that everything is 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 done well there. Um, but I'm still trying to bring forward these like what I think matters in certain instances, especially with mental health. So that's where both of them interconnect with that aspect of, um, you know, trying to be active in that um, aspect. And I feel like it's something where we are lacking that we're I mean, it's starting to, to happen, but it's it's still very Oh, it's, 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 um, it's writer's block. Oh, it's procrastination. And, and we forget that in some cases, what we need is to take care of ourselves physically as well as uh, mentally. And, um, that's what I kind of hope with this, um, uh, processes with a nonfiction is to kind of talk about how I'm dealing with it, but also just kind of exploring, why it's so important and, and, kind of refilling our creative well and trying to um, approach it. Sometimes it's also hard on myself because I'm thinking, Oh, I got to do this. And, <laughs> and I know it. And I'm like, but, uh, it's still a, a struggle one way or another, uh, to, to produce. Um, but I, um, I'm just trying to, to release, um, weekly as possible, uh, with the understanding that, you know, um, there's other things that I, I I do also have to do, but um, but also I bring that forward. It's like we were we're in um, this um, setup with uh, serial fiction, and I even brought that up, up with with Allison. With um, that, we're pressured to feel like we have to be producing. We have to weekly have something out uh, each week to be con- consistent. For our readers, consistent for uh, our, our, as an author, consistent um, for our bonus. So it's like this, um, this additional pressure that we're putting on ourselves to um, make um, this obtainable goal happen when we, in many cases, like the bonus, we do not have control over, we can't control How the bonuses is being given to us, what the process is to to do it. And, and we could stress about, you know, do we need oh, so many reads to get to a certain amount? You know, we may never know. Um, but if we focus too much on that we're not getting anything done so we have to focus on what we actually can do um and and focus on what what we're doing and a lot of times also we there's a lot of this judgment of oh you're procrastinating if you're you're on social media even though potentially you're promoting yourself on social media Um, there's the other instances um you know where you were just wanting to relax you want to read something you're on kind of villa and and then you're like oh but I, I should i'm procrastinating i must be needing to write now um and so they're they're um instead of realizing hey we do need time to relax and deal with it and potentially that's also probably why we're scrolling down you know on social media because we're tired we want something different for a little while. Um, but it's something where we have to also limit to ourselves. So we have to realize, okay, we need some time to rest. And we need some time to to do what we need to do. Um, and what we kind of schedule it a little bit. But at the same time, everybody has their own setup on how they can produce their writing. And that's also something I bring up to you as well, because I feel like we forget sometimes that all of us have different setups, um, and how we produce our writing because we think, oh, well, we're all writers. We must have (laughs) a similar setup and, and I can just produce whenever, you know, it's like, no, uh, we all have our ways of being able to, to make that happen. So Mm -hmm. I try to bring that forward too.
1: Yeah, I definitely appreciate that you're kind of bringing these facets to life and not only doing that, but doing it on the platform uh, Mm. so that other authors can find it um, easier because it's the platform they use, the platform they're familiar with. Uh, So highly recommend everyone checks it out. Um, But I am curious, uh, with doing nonfiction and fiction, how do you brand and market yourself uh, when you write in these multiple genres?
2: Yeah. Um, so that was something I was thinking about recently because originally I was really focusing on, I'm, you know, I'm branding myself as, you know, Atlantic's, um, you know, romance where I kind of switch genres within romance, um, the umbrella of romance. Um, and then I was like, well, I'm also doing now nonfiction. How do I approach that? Um, but I kind of just see it as just uh, another aspect of my um, author platform, you know, I'm able to approach this as just um, um, showing um, something else about who I am, um, uh, to learn a little bit more about who I am as an author, um, to help others. Um, and then also, I'm hopeful, I don't know if I can um, do another nonfiction outside of the platform, um, to kind of explain a little bit more about Kindavilla. Villa. Um, so for those who are kind of wanting to get started with Villa or, um, just see, hear the experiences of how it feels like to be in Villa, I want to try to do that, but, uh, I had plans for it and then I started realizing, like, I can't start working on that until later. So I, I I'm putting that one on hold, but, um, but yeah, it's something that I, I would like to do because I, I had heard from another fellow author that was just getting started. She was like, well, you know, there's some stuff that you're telling me that, you know, I'm not getting from, from Amazon. And it, I, I'm not saying it, either of us were saying it in negatively to, to Amazon, but it was just kind of like there's a there was a learning curve that we're learning as we've been doing it that few that we can pass on to others who aren't uh, as aware of it and many cases Amazon might n- not really realize that we're learning this information <laughs> that they they didn't quite realize that we needed this information um, and so um, so it's it's really interesting also to see it from her perspective of getting just getting started um, and trying to to figure it out um, and and c- commenting to me like oh yeah it'd be really good if you could have like a book like this so you could Explain you know these kind of instances um, and and how you you did certain stuff and things like that um, but at the same time, I also realized that i I'm not as uh, successful as comparison to a lot of other authors, so it's just um, all relating to my own experiences and and what I felt has helped me um, so I always bring that um, approach to it, yeah. So I have,
0: yeah. So I was going to say, in in terms of your strategy, I have noticed that uh, you do a lot of social media videos. Uh, so I'm just wondering if you have any tips for some of us authors who are maybe more introverted to get comfortable in front of the camera and put those videos out there.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll give you a a, a secret tidbit. Um, I actually, um, when I was in college, I used to do a a video blog. <laughs> If you look through YouTube, you might find it. I don't know, but um, I I used to do it uh, with a group of um, uh, fans of Harry Potter, and um, they uh, I was I was always on Tuesday, um, and so um, it was it was something that I kind of got used to, but it was it was still like a long process because it was it was much. I I try to make it long so it'd be interesting. And then it would take me a long time to kind of process it, to put it on YouTube. And so now that I know that they're like short video thingies, they're much easier to me to like, okay, this is what I need to do and figure it out. Um, But I've also been learning a lot about um, from uh, these uh, social media um, um, uh, experts that, um, that, um, I've seen online, um, like, um, the, un uh, her hash, her username is, um, the uncaring, uh, uh, Karen. Um, and, uh, she really <laughs> does, um, really, uh, cool stuff where she, she's done cosplay aspects to kind of approach, um, explaining about different things about social media and how to kind of, attract readers and things like that. Um, there's also Mixes Media. Uh, uh, Jen also brings, uh, her name is Jen. Um, she, so they both kind of made what I basically started figuring out what I was going to do. Um, so I um, basically in July figured out this kind of new setup that I, uh, I just started to work on. Uh, where I'm scheduling, um, I have a certain thing that I do per day. So on Mondays, I focus on, so it's the, and it's also very familiar. Some other authors probably do it as, uh, you probably heard do as well as the, the content buckets. They switch over. So, uh, a uh, certain topic over a certain amount of time and then they come back to it. Um, it's kind of similar to that but I'm doing it per day. So I have like Mondays, I focus on mental health and psychology that focuses to uh, never forget and my nonfiction. And then uh, Tuesdays I focus on uh, what I'm currently reading. Uh, Wednesdays is um, my newsletter focus uh, where I also, because I um, am offering my first uh, chapter of, uh, Liberty Calling as an audio um, aspect to kind of tease the audiobook um, for my newsletter. I've been kind of making comments about audiobooks in, the, in that uh, weekly uh, so far. Um, and then um, on Thursdays, uh, kind of Atlantic's romance focus, um, sometimes uh, immigration, other stuff. So I kind of been kind of more blended in that one, but it's kind of. Focused on the past uh, works uh, so far. Um, and then um, Fridays, kind of behind the scenes uh, content, um, anything that I'm doing behind the scenes or any kind of promo, more promotional type uh, posts. And then, uh, uh, ever so often, I'll we'll do a trend type video. Um, and then the weekends, uh, just anything that's kind of fun or um, kind of want to share, um, or, um, that I'm currently reading or whatever. Um, so just kind of a more fun, not any specific thing for the weekend, just, uh, kind of relax on the weekend kind of aspect and sometimes local stuff too, if I can.
1: Excellent. Uh, So on the topic of audio, uh, what has that process been like, putting your serial into audio, and how did you approach that?
2: Um, Yeah, so that is um, something that Amazon does have um, uh, with uh, ACX, and um, there are different options available um, to get narrators, or you can narrate your own, and I wanted to at first, but then I was like, no, I'm going to have a narrator, uh, especially for Liberty Calling, and um just found one that like I I really liked and and we you know the the platform makes a way a way to make the deal happen and everything. Um and I also approached with the narrator to um uh to let me know and upload as she's going. So I can kind of see, okay, here's the progress because otherwise um, they might wait until, you know, certain cutoff dates to, to, to update. And so I, I, my mind is like, I can't wait until, you know, uh, midpoint or the endpoint to, to, to know what's going on. Um, but also just to, you know, make sure that I know who she is and how she's doing, things like that. So I'll pop in and, and, and you know, message to her to let uh, see how she's doing things like that. So it, it's really helpful. Um, and, um, she seems really excited to be able to, to do it. And she's also a Latina, so it's really helpful for me to, to see that and, and kind of, um, kind of hinted on, maybe she could do another project as well, um, in the future, determining on how, how well, um, this one goes. So, um, so it just, it's something where, you know, it's an exciting kind of interesting setup. I want to see how it goes. And, um, I already seen, um, Jessica Aaron already started doing it for her stuff. Um, but hers are, are dual, Um, um, uh, in in some of them um that she's done and so it's just really interesting to um just to see and and try to bring forward because um i think a lot of times we do get a habit of thinking well um you know these naysayers of people that are going oh well, you know audiobooks are not really uh, uh reading or whatever and it's like you know even educators know it's is very helpful and I have an education background so it's like um, bringing that forward I, I don't do as much audio like listening wise because I'm so um, visual person but even when I do audio I have to have you know the the ebook or physical copy in front of me so I can hear it and and, and read it but I think that's also comes from my bilingual background of in, in when I was growing up I I heard it read to me and, and I was looking at the words um, um, and, and it really helped me um, learn the language in that way. Um, and also when I work with ESL students, um, that's something that um, I, I see that really helps with them to, to hear it and, 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 and um, see it at the same time. Excellent. So,
0: as a final question, what would you say to someone looking to start a serial?
2: Um, I would recommend um, reading first on the platform. That's how I started. So, I started reading Christina Farley's um, "The Dream Dream Heist" and I uh, also read Beth Rev's. Uh, Blood and feathers. Um, And when I started seeing their stuff on there and seeing how they were doing things, it was like, okay, I think I could do this, share what I've been already working on. I put it out. um, But as I was working on it and also reading other work, eventually I started seeing more about how I could approach it a little bit better. And so it's always a learning process and I always kind of bring that up, but also to keep in mind, you know, don't let the the little zero bother you on the day. If you only yeah. don't get any reads on that day don't let it get to you because you can always go back to like a month, you know, lifetime and realize it's, it takes time for, for some, um, for the growth to happen. It's not a a overnight thing and people are slowly getting to know the platform, slowly getting to know, uh, who you are, especially if you're new, um, uh, and, and really getting to know the story and figuring it out and, and letting others know. So it's, it's, it's a process that, um, takes time and, um, um, you're just like learning as you're going. And so I, I always bring up the the idea that you should be doing both learning about the craft as well as marketing at the same time. You have to know, um, learn about both and focus on both to really do well. Um, because there's some talk about how, Oh, you should focus on the craft first and then the marketing. But if you do that, I think you lose out on really understanding how the marketing impacts your writing and how you do certain things. And I don't mean like write to market. I mean the process of uh, promoting your work um, that um, really uh, helps uh, make uh, strides forward in, in Kindleville
1: and beyond. Yeah. Good advice. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Our thanks today to Christina Vorcos for letting us break down their episode. And,
1: and uh, that's a wrap. That's a wrap.
0: it's cool to hear that you're using a lot of psychology i should keep reading i was reading i'm like is this emdr and then i'm like oh no it's vr so here we go yeah cool
2: (laughs) my author's notes i forgot to bring that up but i try to make my author's notes have more of the um the uh uh factoid so i i do add a little bit more information about um like uh, something psychological aspects and some aspects uh, within the episode uh, cool. to get the reader to, to learn along with Valencia in,
1: in her class. So that's cool. Do that I love that. Time. That's do a good idea it. though.
0: Yeah. You know, you do the research and you can use it in your other notes. That's a good idea. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love it.
0: Well, <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, wash my hair back,
1: do some things,
0: and then do do the things. I'm gonna go on vacation, and then yeah. I'm going to be on vacation in a cottage and spend one of those days in my week in a cottage driving back to the, for my son's high school orientation, and then driving back up to the cottage. So that'll be a whole day of it. Cause so we're like, guess what? Um, Surprise! There's high school orientation. I'm like, oh my so- god.
1: September first through like the thirteenth, I'm gonna go see Marianne in Montana.
0: Really, that's cool.
1: She's letting us stay at their one of their townhouses.
0: Say hi to Donnie for me. I will. (gasps) Hug the cardboard cutout.
1: If she, I need to. I need to take pictures with Donnie.
0: Okay. Pictures with Donnie. All right. All right.
1: So yeah.
0: Goodbye. Bye.